Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello everyone, happy Thursday. I wanted to talk a little bit more about groundwork. You might be sick of hearing about groundwork, but I'm not sick of talking about it. I love groundwork. And there's just a few days left to sign up for the Dressage Groundwork Masterclass. So the course enrollment is ending on Saturday. Saturday is the last day to sign up for the Masterclass. And after Saturday, the doors will close and we won't be doing the course again until next year. So if you're interested in signing up, I don't want you to miss out. Be sure to sign up and the link to sign up should be either above or below this video. So we've already had a lot of people sign up and start going through the course content, which is really, really awesome. Um, Tonight, I wanted to talk about some of the misconceptions about groundwork. I wanted to show you some of my favorite slides from Sunday, from the webinar that we did on Sunday, because that was epic. If you haven't had a chance to go back and watch the replay, again, that link should be somewhere around this video, and you definitely want to watch the replay. Again, the replay is only available till Saturday. So after Saturday, we're taking the replay down. If you haven't watched it, don't delay because it was really, really a good webinar. And thank you to everyone who showed up live. We had a really, really awesome turnout. So first of all, I wanted to shout out one of the students who just enrolled in the Groundwork Masterclass. She posted on Facebook that she had an experience with her horse where there was a very loud and unexpected noise and her horse bolted, but because she had been doing the groundwork, working on the bending, working on the desensitizing, she was able to get her horse back under control. So she was able to bend her horse and re-get control of her horse. I think of groundwork as an insurance policy. So it's really, really important that you are working on your groundwork so that when something unexpected happens, that it can keep you safe. And I think that's really true. And one of the big misconceptions that people think is they think, well, you know, my horse is good or my horse is trained, but every single horse needs these groundwork principles because at the end of the day, no matter how well-trained your horse is, they're flight animals and they're they're prey animals. And those instincts like to bolt and run and buck are all very instinctual things that they do to keep them safe. So that's one of the big misconceptions is that groundwork is not only for problem horses or for bad horses. Every single horse needs groundwork because groundwork is about communication and respect and having control of your horse. And it's really important anytime that you're interacting with your horse that you're really paying attention to the signals that your horse is giving you and the interactions that you are having with your horse. 
a lot of times we are um, like very distracted creatures. We're on our phones. We're thinking about work or problems we're having at home and we're not really living in the moment. So that's one thing that I think is really important is that whenever you are with your horse, that you need to be really aware of your horse's energy level and if your horse is moving towards you or moving away from you, because all of those things matter and all of those things keep you safe when something unexpected happens. Like it's going to happen. Your horse is going to get spooked or you're going to be at a show and they're going to get excited and you need to be practicing groundwork as your insurance policy for when something unexpected happens. And it's also, that's what allows your, you to have a really good relationship with your horse. Clear boundaries and good communication are what allows you to stay safe. Like Marty said, she's like, I can't afford to fall off. And so the groundwork stuff is what has kept me safe. And that is huge. So the second misconception is that a lot of, for some reason, dressage people, and I say this in quotes, but dressage people think, well, I ride dressage. I don't need groundwork. Like that groundwork is something that only Western riders or quote unquote horsemanship people do. And I just want to say that that is not at all true. If you ride, regardless of what discipline you do, you have to do groundwork because you need your horse to stand at the mounting block. You need to be able to put your horse's head down so that you can get the bridle on. You need to be able to get your horse into a horse trailer so that you can go to the horse show. So everyone does groundwork if they ride a horse. Now, what's really cool about the masterclass is that I show you specific groundwork to dressage. So the masterclass has a lot of exercises. At the beginning, it's like very like all basic stuff, like how to read your horse, how to deal with your horse in the cross size. In fact, I can um, I can pull it up and show it to you guys, show you guys everything that's inside of the masterclass. But what's really special about the masterclass is that it show it really is specific to dressage. Um, let me see if I can share this. Okay, here we go. I'm still learning how to use all these new programs. So this is a look inside the Dressage Groundwork Masterclass. I hope that you all can see it. Um, so it starts out with groundwork basics, like horse's body language, the aid. So this is a big thing, which is that whether you're riding or you're doing groundwork with your horse, the way that you communicate with your horses is through aids. So you give an aid, you get a reaction from your horse, you release the pressure, and then you repeat. And that starts on the ground. So both for you and for your horse, thinking about that communication from the ground. So then we have groundwork with a rope halter, um, desensitizing and body control. So you can see there's like tons and tons of exercises. I think there's about 70 different exercises. You don't do all of the exercises, but you go through and you pick and choose what works best for your horse. So this is probably my favorite section, which is the dressage groundwork section, because you can teach your horse literally all of the dressage moves from the ground. You can teach your horse how to bend. You can teach your horse how to get round. 
You can teach your horse how to stretch down if any of you guys are having trouble with your stretch circle. Um, you can teach your horse to rein back, turn on the forehand, transitions, leg yield, shoulder in and ron there, throughness from the ground, um, lazy horse, getting your horse more awake from the ground. Um, then the groundwork masterclass goes into lunging, how to apply the groundwork to your riding, which I think is huge because for me, I would rather be riding. But when you spend a little time on your on the ground, getting your horse on the aids, it makes a huge difference in your riding. And then finally, pee off from the ground. I think that introducing the pee off, introducing some half steps from the ground is huge. So that's just a little bit of a look inside the dressage groundwork masterclass. There's also a section on long lining and there's a section on lunging. So let me stop sharing, go back here. Good. I'm still getting used to all these new programs, but as you can see, there is a lot of content in the dressage groundwork masterclass. But what's really great about all the exercises is that they're simple, they're effective, and when you start applying them, you're going to see a big difference in your horse right away. Like I've already had people start going through the exercises and they're already seeing that their horse is more respectful, more responsive, and that it improves their riding. A lot of times if I'm having difficulty with a horse, whether they won't go forward, they won't get round, I can't get them to move off of the leg, I can't get them to use their top line or accept the contact, I almost always go to the groundwork because it's better for me and it's a lot better for the horse when you can work through it and explain it from the ground. And I know it's a skill. When I first started learning groundwork, I felt completely awkward. So, um, Let's see, someone asked, do I need to do groundwork with my horse first? Um, yes, you should always do groundwork with your horse. I, I mean, my goal is that I can have a good relationship with my horse on the ground and I don't need to do, like, I don't think you should have to spend hours lunging your horse. You should make your groundwork very effective and minimal. Some days you spend more time doing groundwork than others, but ultimately the goal is that you can get right on your horse. But that said, you have to always be aware when you're leading your horse. Are they paying attention to you? Can you put their head down? Do they back up? All those little questions make a huge difference. And at first, when you're first learning groundwork and working on this stuff, you're going to have to put a little bit more time into it to develop those skills. Um, Okay, so let me see what else did I have on my list for tonight. Oh, so here's another one is my horse is trained. I have a schoolmaster, so therefore I don't need to do any groundwork. And again, this is definitely a misconception because even if you have an older horse or a horse that is trained, Horses are very smart and they're not like malicious or evil, but they know when you know and they know when you don't know. So when you have an older schoolmaster trained horse, it is very important that you are aware of your interactions with that horse on the ground. So is that horse respectful of you? 
Can you get them to stop? Can you get them to back up? Do they lean forward with you? Can you get them moving off, like leg yielding off of your right leg, leg yielding off of your left leg? When you have communication and respect from your horse on the ground, it will carry over to under saddle. If you're a novice rider, if you're new to riding or new to horses, working with your horse on the ground, it teaches you so much about how to communicate with a horse and how to interact with a horse. Because I think that's something that we a little bit all struggle with. Like horses aren't humans. We can't sit here and have a conversation with our horse and say, you know, hey horse, you know, when my leg goes on, I'd like you to go forward and I'd like you to bend more to the right on a circle. The way that we communicate with horses is through pressure and release. And so when you can start to play around with that on the ground, it's going to help you under saddle. So when you're riding, for example, you know, you have your leg aids and you have your rein aids, and that's how you communicate with your horse. When you're on the ground, you can replicate all those aids. You know, you can use your body language, your voice. You can also replicate the rein aids and your leg aids from the ground. So it's good practice for you to develop your timing and your application of the aids. Um, so Autumn says, my horse doesn't want to pay attention to me on the ground. Does this course work well on that aspect? I feel like I need this piece before adding on groundwork. Yes, absolutely. Getting your horse to pay attention is a huge part of training, whether you're on the ground or under saddle. If your horse isn't paying attention to you, you can't get anything done. And it starts on the ground and the course does go through exactly, you know, probably the best way to start getting your horse paying attention to you is getting them to put their head down and getting them to bend and move away from you. Because with horses, when you start controlling their body, when you can move their feet and move their neck, then that's when you get their attention. And so, yeah, absolutely, the course will help you with that. Lori, what is your routine for groundwork before you get on and how long do you spend doing it? Okay, that's a great question, Lori. And so my groundwork routine, like I said before, my motto simple, practical, and effective. I would rather be riding than spending a ton of time on the ground, but it depends on the horse. So I would say you need to do as much groundwork as necessary, but as little as possible. If I have a young horse or if like the weather has been horrible here, it's been raining and it's been really difficult to be consistent, so if you have a young horse, if your horse is fresh and they haven't been out for a long time, then you need to spend some more time with them on the ground because the purpose of the groundwork is to get them physically and mentally in a good state so that you can ride. Like that's the purpose of the groundwork I do is to get my horse physically and mentally ready so that I can get on. Some days it takes 30 seconds. All I need to do is make sure they're paying attention to me as I lead them to the cross ties, they're ready to get on. Other times, or if I have a young horse, maybe it takes me 20 minutes and I only get to ride for five minutes. So my goal is that to whittle it down to where I don't have to do a lot of groundwork, but whenever I have a new horse in training, 
or a young horse in training, I don't want to get hurt. And I don't want that horse to have a bad experience with me on them. That's really, really important because if we have a bad experience together, horses don't forget and neither do we. And so, like I said, at the beginning of this talk, groundwork is kind of your insurance policy. So it's better to just spend a little time, check your horse out on the ground before you get on. And the goal is that it's three to five minutes. Like in the groundwork masterclass, we go through all the exercises. And at first, as you're developing your groundwork skills, you may need to spend some more time on it. But then my goal and what there's an actual video in there that's like, this is your pre-ride groundwork routine. And I whittle it down to like literally three minutes. Do this, do this, do this, get on your horse. Um, and I do it all the time. I think that too often the only tool that people have is just lunging. But, and yes, I do cover how to lunge. And yes, lunging is a really great tool to get your horse to accept the contact and to use their top line. But a lot of times you don't have an area to lunge. Like you don't have good footing or you're not allowed to lunge in your arena. So you need some other tools to do on the ground. And that's what I show in the masterclass as well is like teaching your horse to bend, teaching your horse to put their head down those kind of tools you can use instead of lunging. So yeah, sometimes you've got a lunge still, but there's also other tools that you can use. And one thing that I think is really important about if you do lunge, because yes, lunging can be a really great tool. However, it's really important that when you lunge your horse, the purpose of it is to get your horse on the eight. So when I lunge my horses, I'm thinking about rhythm, suppleness, and connection. I want my horses round. I want them relaxed. I want them focused and on the eights. I don't want them just like running a thousand miles around me going super fast because that's not going to get them into the frame of mind that I need them to be in, in order for me to get on. And I think that that is just really, really important that all of the groundwork that you do is to be able to have a good ride because that's what I want. I want to my like when I boil things down, what I want from my horses is I love my horses. I want to enjoy my horses in order to enjoy my horses. They have to be respectful of me and they have to pay attention to me and I need to be able to communicate with them. Like those three things are really, really important. And it's important to remember that I love my horses. They mean the world to me. However, they're big, strong animals and they can hurt me. So because of that, it's very important that I have clear boundaries with them. Like they are not allowed to come into my space. If I want to cuddle them, then I can go into their space. And having those clear boundaries is what allows me to enjoy my horses and to enjoy spending time with them. That you know, I can go to a show and they behave, all of that stuff. And it's important to be very proactive about that with your horse. So I think that's always important to remember is like, why do you have horses? And then the second thing and why I do groundwork is for the riding and for the dressage. Because if you think about a lot of the movements that we want our horses to do in dressage, 
requires them to change their top line. Like if you think about to bend or to collect, they have to change the structure of their back. They have to engage their back muscles. And a lot of times it's way easier for the horse to figure out how to do that without the weight of a rider. So um, let's see, what other questions do we have? Susan, do you ever incorporate poles in your groundwork or obstacle courses? You can, absolutely. I think that's a great thing to incorporate. And I do definitely, if I am introducing poles to a young horse, I usually do it from the ground first because it's just better. I'm, I'm such a believer in you want to set things up for success for you and your horse. You don't want to have a bad experience. So the more you can break things down and do it from the ground, then yeah, absolutely. Um, Samantha, how do you work with a horse that blows you off on the groundwork and gets bossy or snarky, but is quiet and submissive under saddle? Since groundwork correlates to riding, I feel there's a gap I'm missing. Okay, that that's a good question, actually, Samantha. So there are times where you might have like an older, more schoolmaster horse that is, you feel like under saddle, okay, like it's pretty good. The horse listens to the aids. But on the ground, they are not. They're a little bit disrespectful and a little bit snarky. And part of that is because of the training. So in that case, obviously the horse has been professionally educated under saddle. It respects the aids. On the ground, no one really took the time to, to explain it to the horse. The beauty of it is that if you, what I love about working with horses is that when you change, your horse will change. So they might be a little bit like confused for a bit, but if you start expecting your horse to be more responsive, to be more respectful, to get out of your space and you're consistent about it. So you're giving the aid, you're getting the reaction that you want, you're releasing and then you're repeating you, it will change your horse. So, and it, you know, and I think that it shouldn't be allowed for your horse to be bossy or snarky on the ground because it might not be in the moment. Like, for example, I have um, a mare and when I put the, put the girth on her, she like gets all, like she tries to bite the cross ties or bite me and she gets all snarky. And, you know, it's not, it's not a great thing. And it, at the moment, it's maybe not that big of a deal, but what if a kid comes and she bites the kid's hand or like her owner is older? What if she accidentally bites her owner's hand? And so all of those little signals are important to address and change. So for example, in that situation where she gets a little girthy about and like tries to bite, Normally what I do is I take her out of the cross ties. I ask her to drop her head down. So I kind of like in the head of it, giving her a, a different suggestion of what I could change her behavior to. And then I just go slow about putting the girth on. But yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, even if your horse is good under saddle, it's still important that you address things on the ground because horses are big and they could step on you or knock you down. And a lot of times people, they don't listen to the little signals that something bad could be coming. They just say, oh my gosh, like out of the blue, my horse just knocked me down and ran over the top of me. Or 
just out of the blue, my horse completely blew up and bucked me off. And there's always little signals leading up to that, that you don't notice. And it's not that you're, if you don't know horses, you just don't know that like every time if your horse steps towards you and you move away from your horse, you're training your horse to come on top of you. And one day if they spook, they might just run you over because they're expecting you to move away, not because they're being bad. Uh, a lot of the groundwork stuff is stuff that I have had to learn the hard way because um, I've gotten hurt. I've had to deal with a lot of young horses and a lot of problem horses. And that's part of why I'm so passionate about the groundwork is because I know that it's going to make a big difference for you and your horse. It's going to help you not only with your riding, but just to understand your horse and communicate with your horse better. So um, so yeah, these are all really, really good questions. Um, what else should we talk about? So the Groundwork Masterclass is open until Saturday. Saturday is the last day to sign up. For those of you guys that have already signed up, we're going to have an orientation call on Sunday just to get you guys all going in the right direction to give you some guidance and to let you know about all the awesome events we have coming up inside the course. We have some fun challenges inside the Facebook group, which I think will be really fun. It's great to see all of your guys' videos and all of your questions as you go through the course. We have some, there's one student in the course who already is doing like some really cool long lining and PF massage work in hand. There is a section in the course about introducing the piaf and teaching your horse how to piaf in hand, which I think is really, really cool. And it's so important if you want to teach your horse to piaf in hand that you really have the basics so good. And I think this is a mistake a lot of people make with they want to teach their horse to piaf in hand but their horse isn't good enough on the ground. Your horse has to be so responsive and so with you. Like they have to be the second you go forward, going forward, going back, moving sideways, putting their head down. So just like when you're riding, Piaf is like the pinnacle of all the other foundational training that you do. Same thing on the ground. When you can teach, have your horse Piafing in hand, it's a sign that all of your other groundwork is really, really solid and that the basics are there and your horse is responsive. So that's a lot of what is covered in the Groundwork Masterclass. And when I did the course last year, it was really, really fun to see some of the transformations that the students were getting and to actually see some people doing half steps with their horse in hand by the end of the course. The other reason that I really like to introduce the half steps from the ground, even with a young horse, like I usually start when they're about five, is because it helps them to engage their hind end and to use their top line correctly. And it's actually, it's like a crazy thing. I've had a few horses that I just was riding them and I felt like, kind of that they didn't even think about their hind legs, like their hind legs didn't even exist. And I was like, gosh, how am I going to, you know, get these horses using themselves better and getting off, doing some groundwork, doing the leg lifting and then getting back on, like not even half steps, but just having them lift up their hind legs 
made such a big difference. So, um, so yeah, I think that's all covered in the course. When So you can go and sign up for the masterclass now, and then you'll get instant access to all the exercises. So you can start going through all the exercises. You'll also kind of decide your pathway. So in the masterclass, there's two pathways. There's a more basic groundwork pathway, and then there's a more advanced dressage pathway. So you'll answer some few a few questions, decide which direction you'd like to go. You can always jump around go back and forth. And the best thing about the course is that you have lifetime access to all the content, which is fantastic because you're going to need this content if you get a new horse or if you, you know, something happens or if you go to a show or if you need to deal with your friend's horse or if you have a rescue horse. So all of the skills in the course are just about being a horseman. And um, I really love that. Like, Horses are a way of life. They're something that you do every day. They're something that you enjoy. They're something that you love. And a big part of that is learning how to communicate with them. And I started out riding dressage. I had a very difficult horse. I got into the natural horsemanship. And then, of course, now I'm back into dressage and doing things classically. But what I love about horsemanship is that it's about figuring out how horses brains work, how horses think, and then being able to really communicate with your horse in a way that makes sense to them. And I think you get a lot of that by working your horse on the ground. So I hope to see you guys inside the masterclass. I hope to see you on Sunday at orientation if you've already joined. And if you have joined, please go over to the Facebook group for the masterclass. I love hearing from you guys and ask any questions that you have. I'm here to help. So have a wonderful evening, everyone, and we will see you soon. Good night, everyone. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions, and I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.